Welcome to the July 2022 update of Project Passive. My name's Mitchell Kachonda. If you prefer to read as opposed to listen to this, feel free to head to my website, kdmhealth.com. That's www.kdmhealth.com. There you can click on the Project Passive link and read the diary in its entirety in your own time. I also house all links I refer to in this podcast on that blog as well. Furthermore, absolutely none of what I'm talking about is financial advice. Never has been, never will be. It's far from it. Things like hindsight bias, home country bias, anchoring, confirmation bias, loss aversion, etc. can all creep in at times. Few human beings are immune to these biases. I'm simply sharing my thoughts and actions to keep myself accountable in real time on this journey, and I appreciate you listening in. So let's get up to this month's update. So July 2022 quote is... Vitamins, if properly understood and applied, will help us to reduce human suffering to an extent which the most fantastic mind would fail to imagine. And that's by a Nobel Prize winning author whose name I struggle to pronounce. Tuesday, the 5th of July. Today marks my 18th birthday working with USANA, the cellular nutrition company. I'm finally an adult in the business. What a gift it's been. I don't have words to express how much I've learned about health, human behavior, events, leadership, culture, ups and downs, and media, friendship, support, courage, persistence, fun, creating change, and the list goes on. Another thing I didn't expect was how much technology in society has changed since 2004. My business is so streamlined today compared to the mid to late 2000s. When I started back in July 2004, it was foreign to order nutritional supplements and protein powders online and have them delivered to your house. These days, no one bats an eyelid. It's standard operating protocol. Another thing I feel worth mentioning is there's a great benefit going through difficult things and doing difficult things. Just the nature of building teams and having large groups of people work together long term is a challenge. I'm better at understanding and facilitating this than I used to be, but I still have plenty of room to improve at the same time. I know I'm rambling, but I've got a few other things to share around this. I didn't know it at the time, but along the way, I finally learned about finite and infinite games, a la Simon Sinek's book, The Infinite Game. So finite games in life um, have three rules, and they are number one, known players, Number two, fixed rules. And number three, an agreed upon outcome. You know, think of a game of rugby league or a game of, or a surfing event or whatever happens to be. These are finite games. Infinite games also has three points, but they're a little different. So infinite games have one, known and unknown players. Two, the rules are changeable. And three, the goal is to simply keep playing. Uh, Now, two parties playing the same game equals stability. Two parties playing different games equals instability. And this is one of the reasons why finite game players end up losing because a game of business is an infinite game similar to the way life is. For me, a part of optimizing long-term health or health span, as some might call it, requires nutritional support long-term. Things like omega-3 fatty acids, vitamin D, magnesium, coenzyme Q10, joint support products, and the list goes on. And there's a great Adam Grant quote here that sums it up well, and I quote, in the long run, the choice between success and well-being is a false dichotomy. The best way to achieve your goals is to lead a life that invigorates you, not one that drains you, end of quote. And from my experience, businesses like USANA enable this. I'm incredibly grateful to the thousands of customers who love the products, use them daily, and have done so for many years. And to the hundreds of business partners here in Australia and around the world who have had the courage 
to take a chance, step into what feels like the unknown and become business owners and the backbone of the economy. Nothing but respect to each and every one of you. I look forward to another 18 plus years operating USANA in the way I feel it's in everyone's highest and best good. In other news, today the Reserve Bank of Australia unsurprisingly hiked interest rates by half a percent to a cash rate of 1.35% and signalled more rate rises in the coming months to curb inflation. I am wondering how much future interest rate rises have been priced into the market. Friday the 8th of July, more international political upheaval. In the UK, Prime Minister Boris Johnson, he's gone, and former Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe was tragically shot and killed during a speech in Japan today. Monday the 11th of July, COVID cases are up again, which is no surprise being winter here in Australia. I think the government is promoting the fourth booster shot now, and government doctor Kerry Chan is telling people if you're sick and test negative to a rapid test, stay home because the test can be wrong. So my question is, why test at all? If you're not feeling well, rest and stay home. Pretty sure humans have been doing this for a few decades now and find it odd the government feels a need to continually reiterate this. Thursday, the 14th of July. US inflation rose again, now sitting at 9.1%. You've got to look back and laugh at the transitory inflation spin the Fed attempted to promote many months ago. It baffles me how these experts didn't realise essentially shutting the physical economy down and giving people money wouldn't result in inflation. The Fed are right up there with the Reserve Bank of Australia, here in Australia, who repeatedly said they wouldn't raise interest rates until 2024. Another expert error. I'm not using hindsight bias to sound off on this either. If you go back into previous month's updates, you'll see I didn't agree with them at all. Thomas Sowell sums it up perfectly with this quote, and I quote, It's hard to imagine a more stupid or dangerous way of making decisions than by putting those decisions into the hands of people who pay no price for being wrong. End quote. Sadly, this sums up much of the Western world's public office and only reinforces reality that no one is coming to save us. If it's to be, it's up to me in this life. Friday, the 15th of July. Canada also increased their interest rates a full 1% overnight, signalling that they mean business. The US dollar continues to strengthen with it now on parity with the euro. Monday, the 18th of July. New Zealand reported its inflation hit 7.3%, its highest in 32 years. Closer to home, a couple of Vanguard ETFs I hold paid their quarterly distributions today. Minor dividend reinvestment planned immediately to buy more units, a total set and forget system for me. The distributions of the past 12 months have been unusually large from VAS, one of Vanguard's ETFs. I'm guessing it's to do with two things. Firstly, a revision to the mean. When the physical economy was shut down during COVID, distribution shrank quickly. Once the economy reopened, profits soared to account for the pent-up demand. However, these two unique years averaged out and equals a revision to the mean. Secondly, some corporate changes, mainly BHP being delisted overseas and its merger here with Woodside. This resulted in some capital gains distributed back to unit holders of Aussie ETF indexes. While it's nice to receive large distributions, personally, I prefer not to receive them due to the tax consequences. Instead, I prefer to just leave them alone and compound, but such is the nature of holding cap-weighted market indexes, and in the larger scheme of things, it's really a first world problem. Thursday, the 21st of July. UK inflation increased to 9.4% this month, 
the UK's highest inflation in 40 years. Closer to home here in Australia, there has been a review launched at the Reserve Bank of Australia after criticism of their handling of interest rates uh, in a rising inflation environment. Time will tell if this is transformational for the Reserve Bank or it's just a PR exercise. Friday, the 22nd of July, the European Central Bank has increased interest rates overnight by half a percent to now a cash rate of zero. It's their first rate rise since 2011. Sunday, the 24th of July. Monkeypox is now a thing, according to the World Health Organization. You'll all be excited to learn. I'm wondering what the next thing will be. But on a serious note, I do think of the story, The Boy Who Cried Wolf, and hope that we don't suffer the same fate down the track. Thursday, the 26th of July. I caught up with my mate Matt today. He's a long-time investor and suggested the headlines we're seeing and hearing today are the same ones we've heard and seen forever in a day when the market declines. He suggested comparing headlines from decades ago to the ones we see today. I feel he's absolutely spot on and it's a great idea. I've not had the chance to compile them this month, so I'll report back next month and update this. Thursday, the 28th of July. In 2014, at the USANA um, International Conference in Salt Lake City, Utah, Tony Robbins was a keynote speaker. I had a, I'd qualified to be part of a VIP session with him that he did for about 750 people, which was a pure question and answer session with him. It was an insightful, calm session, meaning there was no jumping up and down that he's renowned for. He talked extensively about a 1997 book called The Fourth Turning. Naturally, I bought it, read it, and I can see why he valued it. In the below YouTube video released this week, Tony interviews one of the authors of that book. The other author has sadly since passed. And that author gives the book a 2022 update. If you're into this type of thing, you'll enjoy it. And it's about the impact of the previous generations have on future generations and our history may not repeat, but it rhymes. It's a great listen and watch. Staying in the USA, listed companies are reporting earnings and so far the news is pretty good. Uh, the US Fed also increased interest rates another 0.75% overnight and the market responded very positively price-wise to this new cash rate. Finally, the Animal Spirits podcast this week shared an image of the S&P 500 indicative dividend rate crossing $550 billion for the first time. The dividend trend on this chart over the last 25 years looks incredibly good and I've got a picture of that chart in the diary that you can find on kdmhealth.com. I remember Peter Thornhill saying, and I quote, earnings are the dog and share share price is a tail, end of quote. Most people have it around the wrong way. Friday, the 29th of July, US GDP dropped 0.9% in the second quarter, whereas in quarter one, it dropped 1.6%, marking two negative quarters and a recession in the USA. Interestingly, And not all surprisingly, in the weeks up leading to this announcement, the Biden government has been spinning some BS around what actually constitutes a recession. They've changed the definition of a recession. It's literally impossible to believe anything from political parties and mainstream media these days. The spin is such that it simply serves as more confirmation, sadly. Saturday, the 30th of July. Falling crude oil prices are making petrol prices cheaper. Now, because I can't control petrol prices, I really don't care what I pay. I do my best to go through life not giving too much focus to things that I don't control or I cannot control. 
but for the sake of this diary, I paid a dollar eighty-eight per litre today, around sixty cents per litre cheaper than it was a few weeks ago. On the topic of fuel prices, did you catch the president of the United States of America Biden's comment on petrol prices in the U.S. and the reason for them being so high? I have absolutely no words even to comment on this. It's just comical. Saturday, the 31st of July. A friend has family in China and Taiwan. He's told me for several months there's been a run on banks in China. He's not sure if it's all of China or just certain provinces. So the banks are limiting daily cash withdrawals. Apparently, there's been a bunch of protests with police intervening at times. Combined with their zero COVID policy, it's an interesting time in some of those provinces in China at the moment. July has been a positive month for the market, with US reported quarterly earnings coming in at or better than expected in the large companies that skew the index, mostly because of their higher weightings. That said, other than end of year reporting from some large listed Australian companies, I have absolutely no idea what August will bring market-wise, but I do look forward to it and updating you on it next month. Thanks for listening.